Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, Billy Crone concludes his look at the mass media's subliminal seduction. As you and your family prepare for Christmas, please remember to check out all of the Bible-based and Christ-centered gifts that are available at our website, swrc.com. With over 1,000 items, you can do your Christmas shopping and at the same time support Watchmen on the Wall. We have gifts from Israel, Christmas-themed movies, and a huge selection of books and DVDs. We also have gift subscriptions available for the Prophecy in the News magazine, swrc.com. Shop for friends and family and support the ministry and outreach of Watchmen on the Wall, swrc.com. Or call 1-800-652-1144. Yesterday, Billy Crone began to reveal his evidence of the media's subliminal seduction of the masses. Billy is back with more details and how you and I should respond. My guest again today is Pastor Billy Crone, the senior pastor of Sunrise Bible Church in Las Vegas, Nevada, and the founder of Get a Life Ministries. He's here with me again to talk about his latest book and DVD set, Subliminal Seduction, How the Mass Media Mesmerizes the Minds of the Masses. Welcome, Pastor Billy. Thanks so much for joining me again today. Hey, thank you, Pastor James. It's always great to be on. Now, in this study, you expose how elites are controlling the narrative. Let's talk about the global media, specifically newspapers. I understand that years ago, Hearst and Pulitzer controlled most of America's newspapers, but you say that today there is still a small group of elites that control what gets printed in newspapers. Can you explain that, please? This is nothing new under the sun. People don't realize, again, that the media on the globe, really we're not getting the news, we're getting what I call the narrative. And the narrative is controlled by the handful of elites who have purchased and bought all these global media outlets up, including newspapers. And part of it was what happened was we were fooled. The research that I discovered back in the 90s when we had that deregulation craze and we were told that that's going to break up the big monopoly, mm-hmm. you know, the, mm-hmm. all that stuff, what it really did was it made the monopolies that much bigger. Because basically it busted out into smaller companies, but since then, guess what? The bigger companies have now swallowed up all the little companies. And so it's actually worse than it was before. And again, it's not just newspapers. It's newspapers, radio, the whole music industry, book industry, ebooks, the whole nine yards, the educational system, television, social media. We did the research. It's the same exact pattern, Pastor James, on a global basis, not just the United States. But all those outlets are owned by a handful of billionaire elites, and we got them in print and on tape admitting that they're doing it so that they can control the information that they as an elite, you know, of course, they, as an elite, they know better than us, right? And so we only get what they want us to get. Right. We only hear what they want us to hear. And it sounds crazy, but it's all documented. Now, again, on the one hand, we shouldn't be surprised at this because you brought up the historical example. And one of the media that's been out there the longest, i.e. print, print media, newspapers, and even magazines, same scenario. And this was actually done already in the past. You mentioned William Randolph Hearst. I was actually at his castle several years ago on the West Coast, north of L.A., and this guy had buku bucks. You should see just his <laughs> his backyard. He literally <laughs> had pieces of the pyramids of Egypt. I mean, this guy, he just had more money he knew what to do with, apparently. 
But this guy, William Randolph Hearst, and this is, folks, this is documented in history, purposely bought up most of the newspapers in the United States of America, and he used his newspapers, which was the primary media at the time. You know, radio came along eventually, but newspapers was the big one. That's how you got information out. Well, he learned that when you control the information getting out, you can control the information, which basically is a kind word for manipulate people. Because, again, people basically respond to the information that's given to them, right? The herd mentality, if you will. And so it's documented that he not only did that, he did that to manipulate people to vote for who he wanted to vote for via the newspapers he owned. Also, for the United States of America, for the populace to go along with getting involved in conflicts. In fact, we have a historical term for what he did with his newspapers. It's called yellow journalism. And yellow journalism was basically how they basically lied, okay, about events to get people to think certain things to basically manipulate them, okay? It's a term that came out of what Hearst did. So this is nothing new under the sun. If you think it went away, you're fooling yourself. It's now on a much grander global scale, okay? Now, basically, yellow journalism, that's the historical term. You know what the new term is? Fake news, yeah. Right? It's the same thing. But again, on the one hand, we shouldn't be surprised by it. Because this is an old practice. They just got more sophisticated with it, folks. We think that fake news is a recent development with the last election cycle and the last administration that was calling it out. (laughs) Folks, this has been around for decades. And it ain't just newspapers. But again, I'm telling you, it's radio, music, books, education, TV, and of course, the latest media, social media. So we need to wake up to this, folks. This is not a conspiracy theory. You're not getting information. You're getting managed information. You're not getting the news. You're getting the pre-selected narrative that they want you to get. They're manipulating you. And it's high time that we get equipped and unplugged from the system and learn to think critically, right? We used to teach that in our schools today to be Mm. critical thinkers. Not anymore. That's a whole other aspect we bring out. Schools today do not exist to teach kids how to be critical thinkers. They're telling kids what to think. And folks, that's not education. That's indoctrination. And the same people I'm telling you that own the newspapers, the radio, the music, the books, they own the educational system. That's been hijacked. Okay. Oh, by the way, do you think it was by chance that these same entities took, of all things, they took prayer out of schools, they took Mm, the Bible out of schools, they took the Ten Commandments out, and then they moved on to the courtrooms? Do you think it was by chance? No. They did it on purpose, and they're using all these media, including the educational system, to manipulate people's minds. We have a term for people today that these guys have produced, right? They're called the snowflake generation. Right. You know, and many of us as Christians might go like, what has happened? How come these people literally crumble when they come across somebody that has a different opinion? Well, welcome to the education system that we have now that's been hijacked by these elites. They're producing that generation on purpose to act like that, to literally not just crumble and, and have to hug a teddy bear or squeeze a tree in order to you know, emotionally make it through somebody disagreeing with their socialist agenda that they've been getting brainwashed in the school system, but it's getting them to cry out for what they want them to cry out for. This is the snowflake generation. They not only crumble when somebody disagrees, they say, we need to force people who don't believe what we believe with basically being politically correct. That's how it first started. Political correctness is basically silencing free speech. But see, what do you do with those people who don't voluntarily learn how to be politically correct, which basically means only believe what the narrative wants you to believe? Well, now they move to stage two, and it's called cancel culture. 
Mm-hmm. And so now those people who don't go along with the narrative, right, and if you don't turn into a snowflake and listen to the elites, okay, then you will be punished and your voice will be taken away. Folks, last time I checked, that's what Hitler did in Germany. And Hitler, again, we need to learn our history, folks. What's the old phrase? Those who don't learn their history are doomed to repeat it. Hitler, how he mesmerized the minds of Germany and got them to go along not only with his evil regime and his evil deeds, including the annihilation of the Jewish people, Hitler took over the media and all forms of media. And the German people only got what Hitler wanted them to get. And he also used it to manipulate them, to get them to go along with the narrative. Folks, that is happening today, even in the United States of America, and we know this to be true, folks. Do we still have the freedom of speech in America? No, we don't. And we're being conditioned to keep our mouth shut, roll over, and just accept it. Can you just share an opinion you want on social media today? No. 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 They'll block you, shut you off, and rip off your channel. Can you share a video? of a real live event, or even just your opinion on YouTube and some of these other outlets. No, folks, that's a violation of the First Amendment of the United States of America. It's unconstitutional. But that tells you how far these guys have gone. They know that they have been doing this for decades. They've hijacked the educational system. They're producing a whole new snowflake generation that's promoting political correctness and cancel culture, which is basically book burning that Hitler used to do, controlling all information, and now it's moved to the stage where if you don't voluntarily go along and join this movement, you're going to be punished. You're going to be shut out of the system. Now, here's what's wild, Pastor James, is guess what? Can you imagine somebody on a global basis now taking this global media matrix that's being used to control a narrative? Can you imagine if somebody in the future hijacked the whole system and really begin to manipulate people yeah. on a global basis to go along with his evil agenda that mm-hmm. make what Hitler did just in Germany look like chump change? Well, folks, we know that's going to happen. It's called the Antichrist. And I'm convinced the Antichrist is going to hijack this whole media system to dupe people to go along with his false utopia, including getting people to reject Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And he's even going to get people to go along with a second holocaust. People don't realize this, unfortunately. In the seven-year tribulation, the Antichrist, in the midway point, he goes up into the rebuilt Jewish temple, commits what's called the abomination of desolation, and basically says, worship me, I'm God. Well, the Jewish people, the scripture says, they ain't going to go along with that. But here's the problem. Zechariah 13 says two-thirds of the Jewish people are going to be annihilated by the Antichrist. God will sovereignly protect Revelation 12, one-third of them through the archangel Michael, but two-thirds of the Jewish people are going to be slaughtered by the Antichrist in the seven-year tribulation. But folks, guess what? You might think, oh, there's no way that could ever happen on a global basis. What Hitler did, killing six million Jews, I mean, that wasn't that long ago. Nobody will... Listen, if you control the media like Mm -hmm. Hitler did, except this time on a global basis, the Antichrist will have the tools to control the narrative, to once again get people to be anti-God, anti-Jesus, and anti-Semitic, just in time to go along with a second Holocaust. It's Hitler on steroids, and this technology is leading the way. We spoke on yesterday's program about the movie They Live, a science fiction film 
starring Rowdy Roddy Piper. And that movie, in the film, the main character was able to see through subliminal messages with the help of special glasses. And ladies and gentlemen, this book and DVD set that Pastor Billy Crone has produced, they're kind of like your special glasses that you can have your eyes opened up to the world of how the mass media is mesmerizing your mind. Pastor Billy, I want to talk about a Disney movie, The Lion King. There was a subliminal message I'd read about years ago. The animators hid the word sex in that film, and I was surprised to learn from your study here that this sort of thing is commonplace. What is sex marketing? Well, sex marketing, of course, we typically have heard the phrase sex sells. Mm-hmm. And it's such a common phrase because it's so commonly used, and unfortunately, it actually works. It's another way to manipulate people. And this is being done in all forms of media, right? You look at a commercial today, and what is it? I mean, you got scantily clad people or all these sexual innuendos, and it's just like, okay, you're just eating a cheeseburger. Why do you got to put it in that frame? Because sex sells. It actually affects people, Right. And it has a manipulative effect on them. And they equate, as crazy as it sounds, it equates with eating that cheeseburger with sex. But again, what's shocking, and dare I say, frankly, what's sick, is they don't stop with adults. And it's not just television. It's not just movies. We haven't even talked about social media. But it's also in print. They do this in magazines and newspapers. Even in the book, and certainly if you get the DVDs, you'll see it on video. You think you're just looking at an innocent picture of a person's face. No, if you zoom in that mole on that person's face, Mm -hmm. in this one case we gave, it was a picture of Marilyn Monroe, it's actually a Mercedes Benz logo, right? It's tucked away in there. But not only that, they actually airbrush the word sex into the product. It could be you're looking at it and you think it's just a Ritz cracker. Nope, look real close. You could see the word sex airbrushed into it. It's going on on a massive scale. Another easy recent example, a recent campaign for Skittles, Right on their packaging, this one's the easy one. You can see this with your own eyes, unfortunately. On the packaging for Skittles, they have the word Skittles right on the front, and right next to it is the word explosion. You know, it's supposed to be like an explosion of favor. Now, I'm sure that was just all just a giant coinkydink. No, they, they put it there because it's hard to describe on the radio, but you'll see it in the books and the video, and you see it with your own eyes. But the last letter in Skittles is an S, and right next to it is the word explosion, And so right there, connected together on purpose, because you may not pick it up, but your brain does. And they know this, and that's why they do it. But it spells Skittles S, and what's the first two letters of explosion? What Of all words to choose, why would you choose that one? And why would you place it right next to that? Because it spells S-E-S. And on and on and on it goes. They do this, folks, on a massive scale. And again, go back to the Scripture. Man, people be lovers of themselves and, and brash, conceited, and immoral, and ungodly, and all this stuff. And say, like, why is there such a massive increase of wickedness? Why are people getting so immoral nowadays? Why is it even Christians, man, I just got these rotten, evil thoughts, immoral thoughts going through my brain all the time. Well, guess what? This stuff is everywhere. It's on television, social media, in the movies, it's in the commercials, it's in the print, it's in the magazines, even on the billboards. It's everywhere. And you wonder why people are getting so immoral. You can't escape it. And again, this is why we produce this documentary, Christians Get Unplugged. This documentary will be the set of glasses that you can put on so you can finally see how you are being manipulated. And it really is controlling your behavior, and dare I say, for the negative.
Well, the elites definitely control social media. I remember watching as Afghanistan fell and the Taliban were tweeting photos of themselves inside the government headquarters. And isn't it odd that a terrorist group like the Taliban can have their own social media account, but a former president has been banned for life? But uh, let me just say how much I appreciate Pastor Billy Crone. Since 2003, his Get a Life Ministries has been actively sharing the gospel through this very media that the enemy uses against us. And I know, Pastor Billy, that you have a heart to see people come to Christ. So would you, before we close out today, would you please just take a moment and tell our listeners how they can receive Christ as Savior and Lord? Yeah, amen. That's the most important thing, Pastor Jameson. I agree with you. But basically the Bible says that God is holy and we are not. And the wages of our sin or unholiness is death. We deserve to die and receive God's judgment, be separated from Him forever in a place called hell. And that's the unfortunate news. But here's the good news. God loves you. And he doesn't want you to go there. But since we've committed sins, you can't scrub them off. You can't work them off. So what are you going to do? You're in a, in a predicament. Well, that's why he sent his son, Jesus Christ. He who knew no sin became sin for us. He took the death penalty on the cross. He was punished for our sins. And since Jesus lived a sinless life and he took the punishment in our place, the Bible says if you believe on his work, what he did for you, then God will accept that as full payment. And he'll forgive you. He'll forgive you of everything you've ever done, whether you even realize it or not. All past, present, future sins. To the point where the Bible says he will make you spotless, blameless, his bride, and he'll love you. But it's a gift. The gift of salvation is the gift of eternal life. You can't earn it. Jesus did it all. And so the Bible says that if you would turn to Jesus and ask him to forgive you of all your sins, trust in what he did on the cross for you, for the forgiveness of your sins, and that's it. It's only him. And the Bible says if you confess Jesus as Lord, believe in your heart that God raised from the grave, you will be saved. Please do that today. Take the way out of this mess. God loves you. He's willing to forgive you. He wants a beautiful, loving relationship with you. But you need to make that choice now. Billy Crone's complete two-day look at media's subliminal seduction of the masses is available on CD. Simply call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144 and order your copy today. Subliminal Seduction, Billy Crone's explosive look at how the mass media mesmerizes the minds of the masses is available today as a book and seven DVD set. In the book and DVD set, you'll learn the history of subliminal technology, the methods of subliminal technology, the manipulation of television, social media, music, radio, books, and education, and ultimately you'll learn the response to subliminal technology. Order Subliminal Seduction by Billy Crone today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144 or order online swrc.com. Greg Patton, author, pastor, and friend of Watchmen on the Wall, is here to share his thoughts on our special gleanings initiative. So, are you like me? I have always loved Christmas since I was a little boy. I remember going to the drugstore and getting my first big Christmas gift, and it was for Grandma. I guess dad, mom gave me some money, and oh, there it was, a, a, a black vase, small, about six inches high, and had some beautiful colored flowers on it. I 
Amazing, I still remember that. I remember on the bottom it said made in Japan. I'll never forget that part, but it was something beautiful. And I so loved Grandma and so loved giving her a gift. Just a Sure, how much I really care. Special time of the year to be able to do that. And and it's carried through. Here we are, old man, not a little boy anymore. And it's still true. Things have changed in a lot of ways. We've been able to do more financially for people and for ministries. But it's still just as special as that one gift that I got grandma, the very first one. Do you love this time of year? Do you love Christmas? Oh, I do. I think without question, this is a very special time of the year, is it not? It's a special celebration. Let me ask you a question today, if I might. What is your attitude toward giving, maybe specifically gift giving? Are you one who delights in maybe selecting just the right thing, maybe just the right present? And then, of course, the excitement that comes when you see that person, well, open that gift, whatever it is. I'm always amazed, folks, that give to our ministry, wanting to see things go forth. Or maybe you're one of those where materialism often seems like it's really what the season is all about, and you're wondering whether you should practice gift-giving at all. You know, this time of year, Christmas especially, offers a wonderful opportunity to show love and appreciation to others. You're probably going to be doing that. An important question for us here at Southwest Radio Church is, have we been a blessing? As we have traveled maybe to your part of the country and you've come out and met us in person, have we been a blessing to you? And I think folks said, I want to be a blessing. Although commercialism has corrupted the tradition of giving gifts to some degree, is it not? It's really not a good reason to abandon the practice, to miss out on bringing joy to other people in all kinds of ways, people and well, ministries like your local Christian radio station, or a national broadcaster like Southwest Radio Church that we are heavily involved in. And I don't think there's a better time of the year to demonstrate the goodwill to people around us, to the many ministries, perhaps, who've spoken to our hearts. I want to be a part of helping them. So let me arrest your thinking for just a moment today. As we think about that first Christmas that we celebrate, it was characterized by giving. Oh, yes, it was. Look at some of the amazing gifts that marked our Savior's birth. In Luke chapter 1 there, starting at verse 26, Mary gave her body and her reputation. She willingly carried the baby Jesus in her womb, surrendered her life to the plan of God, and because she wasn't married, what happened to her reputation? Although her engagement to Joseph was as binding as marriage, To be found pregnant before the actual ceremony would have been proof of a great sin in other people's eyes and devastating for a young girl like Mary. And what did Joseph do there? Matthew chapter 1, when he discovered Mary was pregnant, he decided to send her away secretly so that she, she wouldn't be disgraced, wouldn't be embarrassed. But an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, explained that the child was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and and told him to take Mary as his wife. He obeyed. Caesar Augustus gave a decree. Oh, he did. The Roman emperor called for a census to accomplish his plan for taxing all the people, and although he thought it was his idea, God was using him to accomplish a divine purpose. The angel of the Lord gave an announcement there in Luke chapter 2. Upon hearing of the angelic announcement, the men hurried off and found Mary, Joseph, and the baby was lying in a manger, and after seeing Messiah, 
They couldn't keep the news to themselves, but told everyone what they had seen and heard. Gift-giving, different kinds, of course. God gave the most in that he gave his only begotten son, John 3.16, one of the most famous verses in all the Bible. And most of the world at that time viewed this as the birth of just an ordinary child. But Mary and Joseph and a few others, they knew the real truth. He was indeed the Son of God who had come from heaven to be our Savior and Messiah. And then the ultimate gift that Jesus gave, the greatest giver was the baby in the manger. Christ gave up the glories of heaven, think about that, and came to earth in human form to give his life as a ransom for many. Our lives, too, should be characterized by, well, being generous, don't you think? I mean, not just this time of year, but all year round. It's part of our identity in Jesus Christ, and it ought to be our natural response to God's blessings to us and his provision. How much has God given you in 2022? Generosity continually reminds us that he, Almighty God, is the source of everything we have, and the best thing we can do is share it with others. This Christmas season, Maybe you and I ought to think a little bit more about how we can extend our ways of giving. And I certainly know that your friends here at Southwest Radio Church would appreciate anything that you could do, my friend. There is always a need in ministry. I've been in radio for decades, and every Christian organization I've ever been with has a dire need. How can you show your love and appreciation to friends and coworkers, your neighbors, to family? A specially chosen present or handmade item could be a delightful gift to them. So many countless ways to give. It doesn't cost money, such as an offering, a listening ear. Can you do that? Can you show some compassion, maybe a helping hand for our ministry? We've had vehicles given to us and stocks in companies and some property and different things. One man helped buy a home for us. Just ways to give and share and show how much you love a certain ministry. God is so good, and you and I have been so very blessed. And finally, all the gifts that we've ever received, God's gift, God's gift of eternal life through his son Jesus is by far the most valuable. You know, we got to be willing at all times to tell others what Jesus has done in our lives. At Christmas time, we like to sing, go tell it on the mountain. Try asking the Holy Spirit today where that mountain might be for you. It might be in your neighborhood, might be in the workplace, might be Christian radio, might be a specific ministry like Southwest Radio Church. The people around you need to know that salvation is available through Jesus Christ. The gospel is the best gift you could possibly give this Christmas season. And as always, whether you're hearing us on the radio or in person at one of the Southwest Radio Church conferences, you're going to hear this message, the gospel of Jesus Christ. In our recent trip to Las Vegas, Nevada, we gave the invitation at the end of our very first message, and several people responded to that message of salvation through Jesus. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And back to giving, as always, my friend. I know Southwest Radio Church would be so very, very grateful for anything that you might do to help this ministry one more year. We indeed have been blessed, and we want to continue to be a blessing to others. If you could, my friend, help us. God bless you, and thank you. Subliminal Seduction. 
Billy Crone's explosive look at how the mass media mesmerizes the minds of the masses is available today as a book and seven DVD set. Order Subliminal Seduction when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order online swrc.com. Lord willing, we'll be back here Monday with more listener favorites ready to once again bring clarity to the chaos. Don't miss a moment of Watchmen on the Wall. Download our SWRC mobile app or subscribe to our daily Watchmen on the Wall podcast. Head into the weekend, my friends, with the encouragement that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. Watchmen on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.